everybody. Welcome to the Latch Mama Podcast. It is Melissa here. It is Wednesday in Virginia. The sun is finally out after a few snowy days. And I'm excited about today's podcast. Um, you know, COVID is still going on. It's a little hard to get face-to-face guests. So Lindy and I are going to sit together today and answer some of your questions. And I'm super excited. Um, some of them are more detailed than others. We're going to try and hit on as many as we can. Um, not an expert just an experienced parent and business owner at this point. So uh, yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. Uh, You're all cuddled up over there. I am. It's kind of a little sweet. Snuggling Um, in. Snuggling in for our little fireside chat minus the fire. (laughs) Um, Anyways, we are going to talk about some questions. And some of them we get a lot. Some of them are the first time I'm hearing them. Some of them make me a little sad. Um, I don't know. I just, it feels like motherhood's hard sometimes. I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of weight in some of these questions. Yeah. That just makes me want to like go give people hugs, which I feel like was what last podcast was about. Yeah. Sort of hugging mood. Hopefully we can give you a virtual hug today. Virtual hugs, guys, <laughs> for everybody. Virtual. All around. Virtual COVID hugs. All right. So we're going right. to get started. All right. Shoot. First question. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 Jennifer and Michelle would like us to chat more on our clothing and manufacturing process. Oh, okay. So we're going to talk Latch Mama for a second. For those of you who don't care about our clothes and manufacturing, um, stay tuned because we're going to talk about parenting on the other side of this. Um, We get this question a lot, like since we started the company. Um, You know, we don't hide the fact our clothes are made in China, um, but it's always been my goal since we started the company to perhaps bring manufacturing to the United States at some point. Um, I, I, I'm slow at answering this question because there are a lot of things that go into it. Um, and honestly, it's not just a money thing. Um, we as a company every six months dive into what it would cost to make our top styles in the United States. Um, we are extremely committed to trying to bring our manufacturing here. Um, there are benefits. If it was here, we could have more control over it. Tariffs are super high at this point. We could get it quicker. But really, the only way that we could get anywhere close to the prices that you guys see right now in the United States, if, if we had it made in the United States, was to have our own team of cutters and sewers and have our own manufacturing facility, um, which we are not anywhere near ready to do. I still don't even, th- I don't even think we'd come close to costs unless down the road the manufacturing units were so high Mm -hmm. then you can start to kind of yeah as far as on material knitting and things like that but I mean and there's there's some companies who do it different ways they buy their textiles overseas and then they manufacture here there's there are definitely different ways we could do it and different ways we could you know make it happen. I mean, the last time we costed it, do you even remember? Was it three times, four times the cost to make it? Was it was more than three times the cost. And that's not like going to like the fashion <laughs> district in 
in New York. That is going to like a rural Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, um, you know, factory, Mm -hmm. um, where they're probably, my guess would be paying minimum wage, um, to try and make the clothes. It's, it's interesting though, to think about like, what's wrong with China? Like there's so many different, you know, drawbacks that people have with overseas manufacturing. Um, is it the fact that the business is going to another country? I mean, that's where some people get hung up. Some people get hung up on the fact that, um, they think it's a bunch of sweatshops and that we're not taking care of our people, um, and the working conditions and things like that. Um, I can't really talk on the idea that the, the money's going to China because I honestly feel like as a business owner and with, the ethics behind Latch Mama in general. I am so committed to my people that I feel like even with the actual clothes made in China, I am making a substantial difference in kind of the way moms are treated in the workplace and the culture at Latch Mama. We have people who aren't moms that work for us, but I feel like I'm making a difference culturally um, in the sense that people are enjoying coming to work and there are many people who work for us that probably are much happier with us than they would be someplace else. So that aside, um, you know, then you kind of dive into what do the working conditions look like? Are we on top of that? Do we know where our clothes are made? And you know, the answer to all of that is yes. I mean, Lindy and I see pictures constantly of what the lines look like, what the packing and shipping lines look like, what the manufacturing looks like. I mean, you interact with them probably more than I do. Right. Do you have thoughts on it? Um, I mean, just going back to those pictures, it's yeah. incredibly reassuring. I mean, we see incredibly clean sewing floors mm-hmm. and, you know, the machines and tables and quality control and things like that. And I think I'm maybe not assuming, but like as we grow, mm-hmm. there will be put into place maybe extra mm-hmm. quality control steps. Yeah. Um <clears throat> having larger teams or things like that, or eventually, I know this is kind of COVID time, but literally before COVID hits, we were renewing a mm-hmm. passport and we were yeah. going to go over and as yeah, our manufacturing's grown um, to be more hands-on there and to see what Absolutely. was going on now, we've, you know, it's kind of changed a little bit, but I'd like to think that that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of on the horizons when we can. Um, we really like to be involved and yeah, I mean, I, on a daily basis, you know, and communication I, yeah, I, th- I think probably the next step, which seems very large to me as a mom of five and a growing business, would probably be to invest in our own manufacturing facility overseas first. One that we definitely had a whole lot of control over, the ones that we could maybe implement some of our cultural things that we do at Latch Mama, whether it be mm-hmm. supporting moms or, you know, helping that situation. I feel like that would probably be the next step as a company. But I think it's important with all the people who asked us this question to really, really reassure you all that it is a hundred percent on our radar. It's not like we send, we send a tech pack out and we say, okay, send us some clothes. And then we go pick them up from a shipping container and we look at it like literally every, you know, one, three, five, ten year plan is moving closer and closer to us making sure that every single part of this process of designing and making you all clothes is touched by us. So we can add the kind of the same love and attention that we add to the design, shipping, mm-hmm. and customer service side that we do right now. So hopefully and that I answers questions. Right now, it, it, I think it's a pretty amazing balance with what you have because, mm-hmm. like, we, you know, there's no outsourcing of customer service overseas. Mm-hmm. There's no outsourcing of fulfillment overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, we literally 
do the entire thing up to handing over a pattern and a tech pack mm -hmm. and saying, this is exactly how we want it done. And they do the production there. So, yeah, I mean, to be honest, probably, you know, we handle what a yeah. 85% of it it's in, you know, it's on it's, American soil. Absolutely. I mean, it's <laughs> but, interesting to say like, are these same people? And I understand it's the actual clothes and it's the actual product, but are mm -hmm. these same people reaching out to every company who has, outsource their customer service or right. has outsourced their fulfillment and asking the same questions. And I hope, hopefully they are. Um, but you know, you do have to pick and choose, especially yeah. when you're not a company that is incredibly funded or a company like literally we don't take money from investors simply because I don't want somebody to walk in and be like, why are there kids at work? Or, or, or why is this person still employed just because they're struggling or they have PPD or they're, I've paid for them to have a month off and go to therapy. Like I don't need anybody up in my shit about that, you know? So it's like, there are decisions that we make, which then limit our cash flow, which then make it. So we have to make decisions like making our clothes overseas. So right. cool. All right. Next question. All right. Becca, Becca, Becca. Becca. Would like to know about sibling fighting. Wow, we are jumping. We, we are going from like yep. China to, it's like ping pong to no, sibling fighting. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny. My mom saw this question and I just went up to the house. She's in town to get a cup of water, glass of water before this. And uh, she was like, so what are you going to do about that sibling fighting comment? And I just started <laughs> laughing. Um, I, I, I don't know if she's referring to physically fighting or like, I, I honestly like... I, I don't know. Lindy and I, both of our two oldest are boys. My boys beat the living poop out of each other. And half the time they're like smiling. And the only way I can get it to stop is until one of them gets hurt and then they separate. So there's like that sibling fighting. I actually worry less about that than I worry about like the strong, really foul, like unkind words to one another. That's where I tend to react a whole lot more. There's a lot mm -hmm. of that chaos stuff and that kind of touching and pushing when it's not done meanly that I kind of let slide a little bit more, but I really, really dig into the fact that words have power. Um, oh, yeah. and that's like one of my things as a mom. So in terms of how I stop that, um, I normally separate them, but that, that is a hundred percent of conversation. That is a, why did you say that? Let's talk about what that means and, you know, slowing the situation down at that point. Yep. No, I agree. And I keep going back to that, like, we talk about that, that sticks and stones. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm like, you know, it's, I don't know, like a physical thing will heal, but yeah, those words can be incredibly like detrimental to your brother. And like, sometimes I, I mean, I, we're not perfect, like yeah. at all. I get to the point where they all want their own room. And I'm yeah. like, sorry, like we're not buying an eight bedroom house. Like it's yeah. just not happening. Like you will be sharing a room until you're 18. Yeah. So you need to figure out because you got to live with that person for another however many years. And they just look at you like this. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get. And I think they really like to hear um, like they think they're the only one going through this. And I'm like. I went through the same thing. Like yeah. I have a brother and, they're, and then they look at me they're like, Oh, you have a brother. I'm like, yep. Like uncle Graham. Yeah. He's like, Oh, you're your brother. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I used to be just like you. Like I remember we were in an argument and we were in our bathroom and he came in with his baseball bat and bonked me on the head. And like, but like, that's the stuff. I'm like, you, you fight hard, you love hard, but yeah. at the end of the day, they're your family and we stick up for our family and yeah, you know, but, 
it's it's exhausting. It's like hard. literally from and Lindy and I have talked about it. I know at my house from probably six forty five until eight p.m. It is like it's any like it's naked. It's not naked. It's wrestling. It's throw like it is literally just lap running and total chaos. And it is leaning into it, making sure we don't end up at the ER. But like it's somehow how when they all come back together, it's like these these little like tiger cubs, and they all come back together and they all poke each other in different ways. And some of them have had a good day, and some of them are exhausted, and some of them have eaten well, and some of them have chosen not to eat dinner, and some of them want to take a bath, and some of them don't, and some of them are anxious and stressed about something that's happened the next day and it's literally just all of these emotions all coming together and it's picking your battles and surviving the night together so yeah okay yeah, i agree all right on to the next one ashley why and, I'm, and i might have got the question wrong because i just jotted down some notes mm-hmm. but happier with five with more okay. versus yeah. less is this, that what this, she was yeah this on? came up a couple of times apparently i said at some point that i was happier with five than i was with a lower amount of kids i think think that it was in the context of sleep that I'm getting more sleep Mm. with five kids knock on wood than I was at probably any other time one two three four or five um you know I think at some point you just kind of lean into it and I don't know if that is at at number three you just reach so much chaos that adding more to the pile isn't is isn't anything worse or it just doesn't change it Um, but I'm insanely happy right now, kind of with our, our family dynamics. It feels like a lot. I'm constantly still counting. Sometimes I'll sit at the dinner table and be like, Oh, how was everybody's day? And like literally realize that we're missing somebody because somebody's like pooping in the bathroom Mm because apparently like dinner time is poop time in our family. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. Everything just seems to click right now for us. Um, I know my husband wants a six because he feels like it's uneven, but, um, so this kind of ties in with Amber's question as okay. far as like, and I think you can tie it together yeah. as far as how do you know you're done? Or are you happy yeah, where you are? Yeah, we talked about like, this. It's, it's, it's hard. hard. Um, Lindy was telling her story. Do you want to share it? Like Lindy didn't really get the chance to decide if you were done. Really? Yeah. yeah I mean, that can go into like a birth thing, but um, yeah. So after my twins, twins I, were five and six. Twins were number five and six, and I was 10 days postpartum and hemorrhaged at home, called the ambulance, went in hoping for a DNC, but figured it could be worse. I ended up with an emergency hysterectomy. They took partial tubes or something like that. I don't even remember. Um, But I remember waking up because we were only planning on four. (laughs) Hence, the fifth pregnancy ended up being six. I was overwhelmed, whatever. And... um. And I remember waking up, I woke up on the ventilator and they had to pull the tube out. And I told my husband, I was like, what happened? And I remember white writing on a whiteboard with my left hand, some questions. And he just looked at me and he's like, I'm sorry. They had to, they had to take all of it. And I was literally like, thank you, Jesus. Because I didn't have to make that decision myself yeah. because that was a very difficult decision for us, even having a fourth and even mm-hmm. into the fifth yep. and sixth. And it's so, I understand that it is very very difficult yeah but that being said as far as happiness I mean yeah I think you can be happy with no matter how many wherever your family's at yeah I know it's interesting Um, I mean if you guys listen to the podcast a few 
a few episodes ago, I recently had a loss and it was kind of a pregnancy that we kind of jumped into. Eric really wanted a number, wanted a six. Then I just kind of didn't really know why I I was kind of feeling it, kind of not just kind of one of those things that I was like, let's just do it. We'll figure it out. Um, then we lost it. And so now here I am, you know, normally right after a loss, most people feel this, you know, lack of something they want to fill it you know they they want to they want another baby and I think I felt that for a little while but now I'm like a month two months out and like I have all of these like personal projects and company projects that I feel like are on my plate so it'll be interesting I don't know what we'll do I think if we wait long enough I I think we'll be done you know, it's so funny, like how fast kids grow, which is another one of those questions mm-hmm. on the list. It's like even two months in development. So like Catherine in this process went from being 14 months old to 16 months old. Now the difference in those two months is insane. Like she can communicate better. There's less screaming. She's sleeping better. You know, she's more yeah. of a person. So it's almost like, do we really want to start over again? Like, do we want to just keep moving forward? So that played into for me as far as feeling, okay, like, well, you know, where are we good with? Like, how many are we good with? Like, what is it? Okay. Are we done? Are we not? And I can tell you if I had one kid and I waited till they were off to elementary school, I would never have any more. (laughs) So I tell you when they're all potty trained and they're done and whatnot, I, and it's just for me, I, I am so far out of that infant toddler stage that I don't want to go back. Yeah. Um, and I know everybody's different. So that's why I knew that's why mine are back to back to back to back. And I have six Mm -hmm. that are six that were seven and a half and under. Yeah. Um, because I wouldn't have had that many. There's who, (laughs) who asked the question about child development, mental development, that one, like for me, with the anxiety. Yes. Just went straight to my little mama heart because it's something that we don't talk about. I'm going to go find I don't feel like enough as moms. Forgot to jot down her name and I'm going um, to find out. All right, we'll find it. I am. Um, but there was a question about how do we release some of the anxiety that our children aren't development, like Heather. developing correctly mentally or, and I don't know the specifics of what Heather's specifically talking about, but I remember distinctly my first is, is a very emotionally driven child. And he was born in the back of a car. He had colic his first year of his life. Um, But I remember sitting in the Latch Mama parking lot, and this was like four warehouses ago. I probably had two employees at the time. Um, And I would only get like a four-hour break. We had two kids, I think. I was probably pregnant with Caroline at this point. Um, And I remember sitting in the parking lot, and I had tears coming down my cheeks, and I Googled, like, how do you know if your three-year-old's a sociopath? And like... As, as I didn't know, like I had no exposure to like what developmentally kids do. And I didn't know that most of them turn into little shits before they like get better. And like you get these like little kids who are fantastic and maybe they're, they're two and they have some tantrums, but then they just like start to figure out life and who they are. And they're sometimes selfish and sometimes they're mean. But I feel like if anything that I learned is that for every stage that feels like you can't get through it and your child's not developing properly, all of a sudden for most children, the, f- the light switch is going to flip and all of a sudden they're going to be great. And then they're going to hit another stage where it's the same thing and it's frustrating again. And I feel like nobody ever taught me that about motherhood, that like every time I felt like I'm getting to my breaking point, 
like from a developmental standpoint and like I can't do this stage anymore. It's like something happens. It's like a light bulb comes on or something. We work through something and then suddenly we're in like this happy place again until they hit another, another developmental mm-hmm. spot. I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I, I don't know. And I wasn't, I also kind of read it. Um, how to deal with anxiety around your kids. Like, is it anxiety over what's going on with them mm-hmm. or is it possibly your anxiety around your kids and wondering it, is that going to affect like, how can I, I'm not sure. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's, it's, it's so hard because motherhood in general is so hard. Cause there was another question like two down from that, that was like, you know, how, how do you, how do you know if you're messing up your kids? Like, how do you know, like yeah. if you're doing the right things and if you're showing up the right way, and it's such a hard question because like you, you, you don't, you know, yeah. like, I mean, how do you answer that? I'm sure you have days with six. I was reading some article. This is right. I was reading some article the other day because I've been Googling a lot about stuff in life, but like they said like a, a form of childhood trauma is having too many siblings. And like, I really, really like took it to heart. And suddenly I was in this like rabbit hole that I was going to mm-hmm. cause my kids to have childhood trauma because there was no way there's like this study that at a certain amount of children, there's no way that you can emotionally meet their needs. And it yeah, was like I, I, depressing. Like it was terrible to read. It is depressing. And it was always a worry of mine as far as how many we had. And then as soon as I was pregnant with twins, it took me several months to try to grasp because it, it it's hard with one, two, three, no matter how many you have, as far as wondering if you are giving the enough time, them enough time mm-hmm. or support or whatnot. So that has always been a concern of mine. And I, we've had the comments from my oldest and then also from um, the two boys saying that like, like why, like, like why do I have so many siblings? It is so loud around here. Mm-hmm. I, and it's, it is, it is it's hard. Loud. Yeah. And, um, and I'll tell you those years that, there was always an infant or a toddler around, mm-hmm. I felt it was even harder for them. So now yeah. as that stage is kind of, we're growing out of it, I'm really excited that we can kind of slow down and really make mm-hmm. sure that we can try to meet them where they are. Yeah. But you know what, at the end of the day, like all I want to do is just be real with my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't want them thinking I'm this perfect parent and I don't have problems and I don't mm-hmm. have feelings and I don't, we have a really, really big feeler in my family that he's taught us an amazing amount as far as, to validate feelings and Mm -hmm. it's okay to have these big feelings, happy, sad, mad, frustrated, all that. And, um, I feel that if you can meet your kid there and love them Mm -hmm. where they are and for who they are, you can provide that safe Mm -hmm. kind of foundation for them. Um, I mean, we had, but it's, yeah, it's, it's just so difficult sometimes. Like last night at dinner, Nathan was trying to tell us a story and he was trying to explain how he learned math that day with his nanny slash teacher. And they were outside on the sidewalk and they were writing the numbers and they were two, four, six, eight. And he was trying to explain it to me. But every time he got to a point and he was incredibly tired, didn't want to eat mm-hmm. dinner. So blood sugar was low. He was tired. But every time he got to the point where like he was trying to get his words out, something else would explode. Like some other kid would speak out some, and he, yeah. like he, he's my, he's my feeler. He's my emotional one. It was really, really hard to kind of keep him where he needed to be with that. Um, but I can tell you that some of like my most rewarding, like this weekend, we just got through a weekend. I spent more one-on-one time with like the majority of my kids and I feel so fulfilled when I'm able to meet them where they are. But I feel like that also feeds into another question, which is like, 
Are we thinking the same? We are totally thinking this is what happens when we work together so much. Yep. Um, Which one is it? uh, I don't know who you have the names over Um, there. But talking about. Okay. Hold on, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Where is it? Staying on task with kids. I think that's yes. what the one. Yeah. So how do I, yes. how, how do you meet everybody's needs? Like yeah. it was a question after you question. You need to do things, question, but like, there's also kids there and like, and how, how do, you? do you, and then I think that that also feeds into like, how do you have enough time in the day? And that was from Leanne. And supposedly it looks like Lindy and I have a bunch of energy, which is really, really funny because <laughs> like yesterday, I mean, we showed up and we did the live last night, but if you guys had looked at us three hours earlier, Lindy turned off the lights in the barn that we work in. And so I could take a nap um, before I went and tell, before I went and loved all my kids. So like it's, we are right there with you and there's not a magic answer. There's not enough support, support for moms. There's not enough community. There's not enough people saying, Hey, you know what? Your shit feels overwhelming right now. You know what? Mine does too. And that's where I think we're lacking because we all go on social media and we all see that people have these beautiful clean houses and these wonderful dinners on the table at night. And they don't realize that like, that's like 1% of the time we were talking about this Mm -hmm. weekend and we, I had my, my darling Caroline turned five years old and all I wanted to do was have this great thing for her. And we had Saturday was fine, but then it snowed on Sunday. So not only did she have a pandemic birthday, but she had a snowed in pandemic birthday. The dog, we have a puppy who somehow got into some sort of poison and started having this like neurological thing. And I'm laughing because it was just total chaos. This neurological event where uh, she was like seizing. And so she had to go to the emergency vet. So I literally walked into the house at like 530 without the dog. And it was Caroline's birthday and I hadn't made a cake and I hadn't done anything. And I asked Caroline, I said, Caroline, I said, what can we do for dinner? I said, I, I want to celebrate you. Talk to me about it. And she looked at me and she's like, Mama, I want Taco Bell. And I took a step back and I was like, I, I mean, can I do that? Like, can I have Taco Bell for my daughter's fifth birthday? Like, she's only yes. had Taco Bell like twice in my life. And it was when I was pregnant and like, we would go through the drive-through because it was like all yes. I wanted, but I was like, you know what? We're going to do it. And so I got on the, t- got, got on the Taco Bell app and I ordered a whole bunch of stuff. And at the same time I went into the pantry and I made her a funfetti cake that was full of crap. And I let the kids decorate the funfetti cake. So it literally had probably about three inches of sprinkles on it. I took the, took the Taco Bell bag and I dumped it on the table and there was just tacos and quesadillas and nachos everywhere. And it was literally, I took pictures because I almost cried because it was probably one of the happiest moments Mm -hmm. I've had as a parent because I didn't give a flying crap as to what anybody else thought in that moment, Mm -hmm. except for the fact that like everybody was so happy and I didn't think about the crap they were eating or like what anybody else would have thought on the internet if I had Mm -hmm. posted the picture and like this funfetti cake was so full of colors and wonderfulness because her siblings had made it and it was just this great moment but like I feel like in some ways we don't celebrate the crap like we don't celebrate those overwhelmed moments we celebrate the perfect ones you know but can we talk about that for like a second? Yes. Oh, okay. 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 Are we going to dig in? Yeah, we are. Just talking about this like pressure and motherhood uh-huh. and all of that. So talk about simplicity right yeah. there. Uh-huh. Okay. You don't need some fancy party package mm-hmm. at Jumpology or whatever. Yep. No, 
like that they're kids like they fun to them is Mm -hmm. something so simple as right there it doesn't have making their own cake it doesn't have to be pinterest worthy some fast food and it was probably she would probably remember it it was like absolutely that party you know yeah and it was so it's just about like simplifying and i can tie that simplifying into other questions but like yeah it was really funny and then she came to me Monday morning and she was like mom why is there a pinata and all of these decorations in the back of the pantry and I was like well I had bought them and we were going to decorate and we were going to do a pinata but you know what life happened and we didn't but it's really really awesome because one day randomly yeah yeah, we're going to have a pinata and we're going to have fun as a family but you know what it didn't happen last night and that's okay that it didn't happen last Mm -hmm. night because everybody was happy and they had everything that they needed yeah but that goes back to those questions about the fact that like, how do you do it all? You don't do it all. No, you don't. You know, you focus at the end of the day on what's important and that's that your kids feel loved and you feel mm-hmm. loved. Can I throw out something really quick yeah. and might help somebody because as far as like the intentional time, mm-hmm. okay, I have this to do. I have this to do. I have mm-hmm. this to do, but yep. this kid wants that to play, you know, and this kid wants me to, I don't know, do who knows what yeah. wipe his butt or like, like whatever, you know? <laughs> um, And I'm not a planner. Uh However, if you take two hours or something and you sit down with them and make a game and say, okay, we need to do this. Like, Uh this is something I want. Mom wants to get done. This is something you want to get done. This is, you know, and you kind of put them together. Mm -hmm. You can say, okay, for 30 minutes or whatever, 30 minutes, that is 100% intentional time Mm -hmm. for Uno Mm -hmm. and not worry about this. And then, okay, this 30 minutes, like I'm available, but Mm -hmm. you can do stamping or like find something else to do. And then this time, like you can't be interrupted. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it kind of extended my day a little bit into like this shorter little time block schedule Mm -hmm. but at least like they could or they're like oh but I want to help you with that and so like I would dump the laundry bucket Mm -hmm. at them and they would like go through it but I don't know it didn't always work but it helped me kind of mentally Mm -hmm. not look at that like oh my gosh like I have these things and my kids Mm want to play for it with me for three hours and like but didn't always work but but it it helped me a little bit and the kids sometimes made a game of it and sometimes didn't. And But I think we also have to talk about the fact that like yeah. part of life, whether you have one kid or whether you have five or six, your kids are going to be bored and you know what? You're going to disappoint them. Yeah. And that they need to is be literally how they learn how to pick themselves up when they're yeah. teenagers and when they're adults and learn that not mm-hmm. everybody is always going to play with them and not everybody mm-hmm. is always going to build blocks with them because you know what? Mommy may need to go to the bathroom or mommy may need to go take a deep breath or like, you know what? And you're only going to be a good parent if you give yourself that time to do that. Yeah. You know, and like, I'm not saying leave your kids in an unsafe situation, but like Mm -hmm. if you feel like all of a sudden you need to do story time with your baby, but you know what? You really just want to go for a walk because you know it's going to make you feel better. Throw your baby on your back or in a stroller and go for a walk. You know, like there's, Mm -hmm. there's not this extra pressure that we all have to do everything right, you got to let go of it or we're not going to survive. And there's a lot of whining in that like hour to two after two hours after being bored and Uh there's nothing to do and I have nothing. But like the beauty that comes after that Mm -hmm. when they finally figure out and they start creating absolutely is so cool. And And that is a really good skill for kids to figure out how to be bored and and how amazing creativity is for just the mind and the psyche and get creative health in general all right what else we got um Ooh, can we talk can we talk about the how did i convince eric that it was okay for me to work Ooh, this is a good one oh mm. sweet who is it that wants to go to nursing school do you have the question um, there in front of you i think allison brought up this question as far as 
So, I think Allison at 40 wants to go back and be a nurse, which I find so admirable and it warms my heart and it's the coolest thing ever because I think that for those of us who have complete fulfillment at home with our kids, I think that's beautiful. But for those of us who also feel like there is an opportunity for fulfillment and self-growth outside of the house, I think that that's amazing too. Um, you know, I feel like it just kind of goes back to the sex podcast. You know, so much of it is communication and so much of it is finding the self-worth to have the communication and to finding the confidence to say, hey, this is who I am. This is going to be what makes me happy. And this is what's going to fulfill me. And I think it's really important because you know what? You might be a mom and you might have kids and you might be at home, but you're also a human that has one life to live. Like, I mean, hands down, like there's not, there's, you don't get a second chance. Yeah. You know, like, and just because you had kids doesn't mean that you have to put your one life that you get on hold. And I'm not saying that you have to be not like if you're fulfilled at home, that's completely fine. But if you're yearning for something and you can figure out how to make it work and your kids can still be loved and supported and maybe it's going to make, and we can talk about this. Lindy's, <laughs> Lindy's working on this right now about just adjusting expectations at home and adjusting, you know, well, finding your voice, finding and, me, you yeah. know, I was at home for nine years nursing and pregnant for nine years. And, um, kind of towards the end of it, I, I was nothing. I felt nothing. So it's been like a journey for several years to figure out who I am and um, and all that. So I would encourage others to yeah, figure out who you are, just like Allison, if that's something she wants to do. And I encourage her to, to do communicate it. about it. Yeah. And like, it's not enough to say, hey, I want to go to nursing school. It's, hey, I want to go to nursing school because this is the way I feel. And yeah, like, this is for me. It's okay. And that's what I feel like moms need to learn. Like, it's okay to be selfish. Like, it's okay to put boundary lines down and realize that like, you're a human being, you are so much more than just a mom. And making yourself a priority is going to make you a better mom. Mm -hmm. And I can get kind of corny with like, kind of like the onboard thing, but I think it's okay for you to like, sail alone and be on your own boat sometimes. Yeah. I mean, and even then come back together. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and I think you have to respect each other through that. Yeah. Because absolutely. you are your own person. Yeah. And, and if you work together, communicate together, but you know, he's like, and this is the thing, like I, they're going to figure it out, you know? And like, that's the whole thing. It's like your, your partner will figure it out. If you choose to go out to dinner with a girlfriend, there's really no reason why you have to lay out diapers and you have to make dinner and you have to do all of these things. They will figure it out. It may not be, the way you want them to figure it out. And the kid may be in backwards pajamas and with a pull-up on instead of the size three diaper because the siblings' diapers got mixed up. But you know what? Everybody's going to be okay. And if you marry the right person who, or your, your partner is the right person who loves your kids, it's going to be all right. We just, I feel like, have super high expectations normally as moms. And, you know, at the end of the day, the kids just need to be loved. Right. So. And I think we always fight with our own guilt. Yeah, absolutely. So... You know, Allison may feel some of that guilt on her shoulder about mm -hmm. this, but, um, yeah, truly think if that's something for you and that's going to build you up and you feel do where you, you need boo. To be. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't let the guilt get you. Any more? 
Um, let's see. Grocery shopping and cooking and planning. Ooh. I think from Mary Jane, unless I got that incorrect. Is that Mary Jane's? Uh, Mary Jane's might have been dealing with chaos. So I might just, I might have forgotten the name. Forgive me. Um, it's all right. I think that there's a, there's a lot of them. That I think that asked that very, very similar question. Um, I think it might have been Rachel's too. All right. Okay. Um, I think we have this and then we have one more. Um, so yeah, I, do they tie into this whole, um, type of uh, thing that we were talking about? Before? Not exactly, but okay. I don't think they're like really, really long. Yeah. So. Um, for me, I try. And for those of you who don't do grocery delivery for me, I try and just set aside 15, 20 minutes and grocery deliver um walmart does it for 99 dollars a year i think it is and Mm -hmm. um i love it because like if there's like a last minute like 2 p.m holy moly what am i gonna make for dinner i can like express it for like ten dollars which is nice um but i really have my like meals that i know the kids are gonna eat i have my meals that aren't really meals but i know that i always have the ingredients for um and then I have my food that I know I can just grab from the refrigerator as well. So it's basically what Rachel's saying. I think it's just maybe lowering expectations that everything has to look like a dinner. Absolutely. And my latest mom hack, and I don't know if you guys do this, but I found it works amazingly. You put the dinner on the table and you have the kids serve themselves, which I know is not rocket science, but yeah. the amount that my kids eat now as opposed to before when I made them plates and I put plates in front of them is it's incredible. And they have so much fun building their plates. Yep. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. All right. We have a few things. We always have a taco night mm-hmm. or a Mexican night. We always have like an Italian, like lasagna and salad and breadsticks. Do you or make the lasagna? Like no, <laughs> no. <laughs> go with like the Stouffer's one. Um, no, 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 no. We're just being real honest in this stage of life, right? <laughs> we usually have a breakfast for dinner. They love that. I like to do like a kid's cook, which it's kind yeah. of like, usually I pick one of the older ones because mm-hmm. we're teaching them to make their own things, yep. even if it's just pasta or they like to make mm-hmm. quesadillas or yep. like that kind of thing. We always have a leftovers and then I we will order, we do a pizza one night and we do um, like a family meal from... We have like tzatzikis up the streets, kind of yeah. like Mediterranean Greek, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't get too crazy. Alex is really into cooking right now. He comes home and if he doesn't have a Lego set to build, which, holy, that's going to put me out of like, out of money because he wants a Lego set like every week. But he's a Lego <laughs> set to build. He's like my engineering one. He wants to make dinner. So tonight he's making dinner. I have no idea what he's making. We'll see. That is really cool. He's been really into like the Chipotle guac. Like he's at seven. He's like mastered the Chipotle like guacamole recipe. Wow. Um, which is really kind of cool. That is really cool. But he's actually starting to clean up after himself too. So it's actually, yeah. it's getting to the point where it's nice. But he makes a good mac and cheese too. I need to get him on the proteins. Got to figure out mm-hmm. how to get him to make meat and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. All right. But that thing was yeah. my mom hack for lunches with like yes. four kids before the twins. Yeah. I would get kind of a serving tray and I would make a, two different types of sandwiches and put a few different veggies and fruits and some go-go squeezes and whatever else, cheese sticks, and I would put it on the table and be done. Yeah. I don't, I didn't make, 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 make. I feel like the weekends, I it's breakfast and then I clean up the kitchen and then it's lunch and then I clean up the kitchen and then it's dinner and like by, by Monday I want to scream. Yeah. So helping, having them help themselves is key. Yep. 
Um, One last question. Let's do it. Okay. Uh... Well, we had a quick clutter thing. Okay. Just throw um, out one thing. My uh, thing is simplicity. Throw, things throw it away. out. Throw it out. Give it away. <laughs> Jinx. Done. Do it. Uh, less is you more. You won't miss it. Absolutely. We just moved and I only, like or I didn't move anything. Invest in outside stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Don't invest in the little things inside. Get some good outdoor um, things. Any of those like things that you buy that have a million pieces, they're all going to end no, up together do in it. the same bucket and it's going to be a nightmare. Burn so it. like one set of magnet tiles, <laughs> some kinetic sand. Um, and yeah. some outdoor toys and you're good to go. Yep. Okay. Baby weight and self image. Ooh. Not exactly sure what the yes. full question was. I th- no, I think, I think it was remember? how you, yeah, absolutely. I totally. Cause it's this one was we, from it, Catherine. We literally get this every other day. How do you maintain your milk supply and lose weight and feel good about yourself? I, my, I, my answer is I mean, I can share you, mine, work on, you work on self. Like that, that is my mm-hmm. answer at the end of the day. I've tried, I tried, I think the whole 30 milk supply dropped. Um, I tried keto. I think the milk supply kind of stayed up, but I felt terrible. Um, I, I really think you dig into self at that point. And I think mm-hmm. that you maybe don't worry about the baby weight and you don't worry about your supply and you figure out what other things are going on in your life mm-hmm. that maybe interacting with the self image and realize that your body is beautiful and it made a baby and I know that sounds corny but really really dig into that aspect of it um I know for me I hang on to seven to ten pounds until three to four months after I fully wean um and I'm not getting that off no matter how hard I try um so I just accept it and accept that I won't see my pre-baby weight um you know for a good year and I try to settle into it um you know, thankfully my, my husband's very supportive. We don't really talk about that. And, you know, it's, it's not terribly hard for me, but I would really, really dig into self. I don't know. Do you have thoughts on it? Mine changed with kids. So I gained around like 50 to 60, like every time. Yeah. Um, and then my twins were probably closer to 70. Um, so the first, second, and third, I was like a college athlete. So I would jump right back into. So I, mm-hmm. I ran like a couple half marathons, like after my first and second. But as I got older and the more and more kids I had, I couldn't do the same workout. I was getting older. Mm-hmm. Metabolism changed. So I could see the difference in how quickly, like I would always get down and then I'd have about 20 that mm-hmm. I had to really work for to get the rest off. Um, now with my twins, there was a fourth of the I don't know which one of them, but towards the end, the twins, I gained weight, um, pumping and breastfeeding, um, no matter what I did. But I think also at that point, I really had to look at it and not necessarily an end point, but say, okay, these at least nine months, Mm -hmm. it's, it's for baby. It's, it's about them. I'm going to love myself for wherever I'm at. And kind of Mm -hmm. at that point, Mm -hmm. then I can make that focus because for mine kind of nine, 10 months, there was a really good balance between, um, you know, some whole food, like real food. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't solely dependent on my supply. Mm -hmm. And at that point I can switch over and say, okay, now Mm -hmm. this time's about me. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of for me having that kind of a little bit of a Mm -hmm. point that I would commit to and give Mm -hmm. versus this open ended, like, when is it ever going to be about me? And that helped me to not kind of yeah. that back and forth. This isn't working. This isn't working. Cause that was just too frustrating for me. Yeah. So if I just stopped and said, this is for baby and then tackle it another time. And, and I think it's all related and 
this is not rocket science. You can Google this all day long and I'm going to sound a little ridiculous saying it, but it matters what you're putting into your body. And it's this cyclical thing. I know for me, right after I have a baby, I am a hundred percent a sugar addict and I give myself a time period. I know after Caroline was born, all I ate was I would go to Starbucks every day. I'd put her in the car and I would go through the drive through and I would eat a huge chocolate chip cookie and, and a coffee. And it was amazing. Um, but you know, you slowly learn kind of what sugar and what things do to your body. Um, you know, but for me, that was my coping mechanism. Um, but if you can get your body off of the things that aren't Mm -hmm. making you feel good, although they're making you feel good, but they're not ultimately making you feel good. And you can get yourself in a routine of moving your body. You're naturally going to feel better whether you're losing weight or not. Like yourself is going to feel better with better food in it and with more endorphins. So I'm not at all saying everybody get off your couch and move and I'm not putting any pressure on motherhood, but if you can get yourself one day, two days, three days, you can get yourself that seven to 10 days in of just some great discipline, you will start to feel better. I mean, it's science, you know, it's so hard though. Yeah. But it's, it's building a habit and it's moving and it's, you might not be losing weight, but I promise you yourself is going to feel better. So, and maybe just with time too, with each kid, I did better and better. Cause mm-hmm. at first it, it does kind of rock your world. I mean, your body's just, it, it's changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and as time went on and maybe it was just a growth in self yeah, that I was just able mentally to mm-hmm. deal with that part a little bit better. Yeah. But I probably had other stuff going on that took precedence over that. It's growth. It's all about growth. It's not easy. It's hard. Motherhood's difficult. Um, But we are 100% in the trenches with you guys. So thank you for your questions. We are going to do a follow-up because I know there are some that we missed, but this is getting long. Um, But we appreciate them, and we will keep coming back. And you guys are not alone, and we are right there with you. And in no way... Do we have it all together or are we doing it all? Um, So keep the questions coming um, and we're here for you. Thanks, guys. 